Corinthigration, Strangers in Paradise. Strangers in Paradise? Herzlich willkommen bei Corinthigration, wo wir uns regelmäßig Geschichten von Menschen erzählen lassen, die nach Kärnten gezogen sind. In unserer letzten Folge haben wir James begleitet, der sich von Indiana aus auf den Weg gemacht hat und nach Überquerung des halben Globus schließlich in Kärnten gelandet ist. The thing that stuck out to me maybe the most in my transition was the mountains. Having these mountains to stare at out the window always kind of gave me a sense of okay, there's lots of things bigger in life than transitioning to a new place, mm. you know. These things have seen a lot and Looking at them will help me get through this mm. challenge. Heute dürfen wir gleichzeitig aus Spanien und aus Venezuela einreisen. Maria und Arles, herzlich willkommen. Thanks. First, thanks for the invitation to both of you. My name is Maria Piedad Guerrero Arjona. I come from Spain, from Catalonia. And have been living here now in Corinthia for uh, the last seven and a half years. And very happy to be here with my family and with uh, my husband and our three children. And my name is Arles Jesus Pacheco Paredes. I live here since eight years. I come from Venezuela. Normally we would start off with the story. What brought you here to this world-famous place? <laughs> world-famous place. Actually, we hadn't heard ever about Carinthia. The name Carinthia, Klagenfurt. Villa and these names, right? Only yeah. Vienna and Salzburg. Oh, yes, I, I have to say, I have to be honest, I didn't know Klagenfurt as well. Uh, it was the first time for me when I came here for an interview. Although we have been uh, we, in, in Austria a couple of times before. Yes. Alone and also together and also with the parents. So I think yes, uh, Austria right. was always uh, important for us, but we probably 20 years ago, we never thought that we could land in this uh, beautiful place. Yes, I, I would say um, we had a plan one day. We wanted to leave and uh, to spend, uh, yes, to live in another country. And we wanted to do this with our children and we wanted them to spend and to grow up in another country, learning uh, another language and just growing up and yes, among other people. Abroad, <laughs> for uh, us, right? I, I would say and the same. This was the beginning of the history. And the first, and the first step was, of course, looking for a job. And you, Arles, you started uh, looking for a job, but you applied not only in Klagenfurt. No, I applied in different cities, definitely. Uh, I was quite open, uh, for, for sure. It was important. It was interesting for me to, to, to check for positions in, in Vienna and also Salzburg because they were the bigger cities. <laughs> in Norway, you started learning Noruego. Well, yes, but uh, then probably I, I, I go back to this point again uh, later on. Ich bin Diplom-Ingenieur Geologe. Also, Gesteine gibt's überall, ja? Rocks, you can find rocks everywhere. First impressions. Or maybe think back to what you thought Corinthia was going to be like. 
Es gibt eine Geschichte, auch eine Vorgeschichte. Und zwar am Anfang, wir hatten unser Projekt, Familienprojekt, einfach in ein anderes Land zu ziehen. Aber wir haben gedacht, wahrscheinlich würden unsere Familien einfach denken, wir sind verrückt, ja, mit drei kleinen Kindern einfach woanders äh, umzuziehen. Ja. Also haben wir, haben wir es so gemacht, dass äh, Arles hatte äh, ja, angefangen, bei einer neuen Stelle, einen neuen Job in der Nähe von Barcelona. Und dann haben wir gesagt, die, die Firma habe ihn einfach nach, also nach Österreich geschickt, ja, also versetzt sozusagen. Und so, so kam das. Ja? Und dann haben die Leute gesagt, ihr Arme, ihr müsst jetzt wegziehen. Ja, weißt du noch, ja? Ein yeah. bisschen, das war eine kleine Lüge da ja, für Familie und Freunde. Ah. Aber ja, so. Ah, es, war die, es, war, es war wirklich nicht, äh, nicht leicht, äh, die Eltern einfach äh, so ja. leicht zu sagen, also wie, wie, wie ziehen, wie gehen weg. Ja? Also wieso denn? Also wir waren in der Nähe von der Familie, äh, in der Nähe von der Familie. Also, die Kinder sind noch klein. Also wie kommen wir dazu? irgendwo hin einfach zu gehen, ohne, ohne wirklich äh, sicher zu sein, dass alles äh, gut gehen könnte. Ja? Und dann müssen wir diese kleine Lüge sozusagen ja, äh, gegenüber unserer Familie sagen. Und äh, ja, aber ich denke, es war nicht so, nicht so, nicht so falsch, die Idee. Ich war auch working at a school and I was asking for a um, Bildungskarenz for a year, uh, so I could leave, but uh, I said, okay, in case we come back, I would like to, of course, to, to come back and to stay at, at the school as well. But then it came the time when, when, when I said, okay, it's already some months ago, so we have to say the truth. But the truth is that uh, the family should come with me to Carinthia as well. <laughs> Because I, at the first year I was uh, uh, almost along here mm -hmm. in Carinthia, so I had to, to, to fly to Barcelona every three weeks, I think. And it was, it was quite hard for the, for the kids, uh, for my wife as well. We knew that this was uh, just the beginning of a big project, so uh, we assumed that we would go through. But at the end, the idea was, okay, we, we have to get together, and so uh, this is the time to move all the family to Klagenfurt, and so... This was the, the first step. And how did you imagine it would be? I must confess for us, it wasn't that difficult to arrive and to move here to Corinthia because we could speak uh, German, both of us, mm. because we had been living in, in Germany for many years. I, was, I spent 10 years of my life in Germany. We met in Germany and you spent also... Eight years. Yeah, more or less. So it wasn't that big difference. So the, the, the main difference was that we moved with our children. And this was very challenging, of, of course, because they couldn't speak German. And they had, had to learn uh, from the beginning. Well, I had, of course, we had always films and music at home. And I tried to, to speak a bit German uh, with them, to them. But it was quite challenging, I would say. As Americans, we, we have these images of different countries. I mean, of course, you had some experience living in a Germanic country and so on and so forth. But, you know, something tells me Corinthia may have been different than your experience in Germany or not. Definitely, oh, yeah. of course. De definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, uh, and our Austrian listeners will be very happy maybe to hear this. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, of course. Comes up on the That's, cut it, cut it, cut it. sorry, James, but 
it, some, one thing is clear. <laughs> That's why we moved to Austria and not to another place. Oh, yeah, so probably now I can come back to the topic about Norway. Norway. <laughs> I, I, uh, when, I, when I started checking for new possibilities abroad, I, I checked, yes, you're right, I checked for, for job positions in Norway as well. Uh, I was just focusing the landscape, beautiful landscape, beautiful fjords and beautiful mountains and you know, nice winters and so on. And, and this is the reason why I was a little bit uh, willing to go to Norway. I even took a couple of classes on uh, Norwegian. Norwegian? Norway? Norwegian? Norwegish. 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 Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I also check for positions in Austria, as I said before. I think the experience I had uh, after living eight years in Germany was okay, was enough, and that's it. And I close this chapter. Die Kinder haben sich leicht getan. Also, ich kann mich sehr gut an, an den ersten Tag in der Schule erinnern. Weißt du noch, wir haben es beide sie begleitet. Es hat so geschüttelt und geregnet und dann sind wir, also unsere Kinder waren vier, äh, acht und neun. Das heißt, äh, der Kleine ging in den Kindergarten, obwohl er in Spanien schon in der Schule war, weil die, also Kindergarten ist mit der Schule äh, zusammen sozusagen in Spanien, also ging er in den Kindergarten zurück. Der Mittlere ging in die zweite Klasse Volksschule und unsere Tochter ja, begann erste Klasse Gymnasium. Und ich weiß noch, wir haben sie begleitet, die Schulen in Fittring liegen sehr nah voneinander. Und als wir sie abgeholt haben, weißt du noch, sie haben sich gesehen und getroffen, Natalia und Gabriel, ja. und dann haben sie sich umgearmt und es kamen Tränen. Ja? Also das war ein Moment, das werde ich nie vergessen. Es war, für sie war es sicher sehr hart. Ähm, ich kann mich auch an diesem Tag erinnern, weil äh, hm. ich war dann mit, mit meinem zweiten Sohn, also der Achtjährige. Ja. Ja? Genau. Und ich bin mit ihm in der Klasse gekommen, äh, reingegangen so. und ich habe äh, hab ein paar Wörter gesagt. Und die Frau Lehrerin hat gesagt, kommen Sie auch als Papa und erzählen Sie uns ein bisschen, weil Gabriel kann noch nicht Deutsch sprechen. Ja? Sie können wahrscheinlich ein paar, ein paar Sachen erzählen. Und ich kann mich an diesem Tag erinnern, weil der Gabriel hat geweint in diesem ja, Moment. Ja. Ähm, und ich war, es war für mich sehr hart. Ich wollte irgendwie ihn willkommen heißen, ja, gegenüber 15 Kinder, alle ganz nett, alle ganz äh, fröhlich, dass eine neue Person, ein neues Kind äh, äh, angekommen wäre. Aber trotzdem, ähm, er, konnte es selber, er konnte sich selber nicht vorstellen. Ja. Dann habe ich für ihn ein paar Wörter gesagt, dann bin ich rausgegangen. Dann habe ich gesagt, okay, ja. das wird hart. Ja. Und so war es, so war es definitiv. Also die ersten vier oder fünf Monate waren hart, aber vielleicht härter für uns als Eltern. Ja. Für die Kinder war ein bisschen was anderes, weil sie haben es miterlebt, die haben gleich mit Kontakt, mit super netten Kontakt gehabt mit, mit anderen Kindern und die mhm. Lehrer waren auch sehr bereit ja, und sehr hilf total, hilfreich bereit und das hat alles leichter gemacht. Ich könnte sagen, nach fünf Monaten könnten die Kinder sich schon kommunizieren. Ja. Und äh, nach sieben Monaten, die könnten sogar schon sprechen, das, das ging sehr, sehr, sehr schnell. Aber eines müssen wir auch zugeben, wir konnten auch zu Hause unterstützen. Wir konnten da bei den Hausübungen helfen und so, weil wir... Ja, du, oder? Ha du ich, hauptsächlich, ich. ja. Und ich hatte Zeit dafür. 
weil die grammatische Regel habe ich immer noch nicht im Kopf. Die, die muss ich immer noch nachfragen. Ja? Sie, ist die, sie ist die Germanistin zu Hause, sie kennt sich gut aus. Ja? Bei uns unser Kleiner, der ist in den Kindergarten gegangen und der hat im September begonnen und bis Dezember oder bis Januar hat er kein einziges Wort gesagt, also gar nichts. Ja, ja. Und, ja weil und er die, noch kein Deutsch konnte. Hm? Genau, und so, so ging es die ersten vier Monate oder so. Ja. Er hat tatsächlich nichts gesagt. Genau. Äh, jetzt sprechen Sie kernerisch. Oh Gott, jetzt sprechen Sie kernerisch. <lacht> das war tatsächlich auch für, für uns auch ein bisschen äh, schockierend. Ja? Uh, because we said, okay, Austria, we already know the language, it will be uh, very easy for, for all of us. Uh, but then we, we realized that it was a, a completely different accent. Eh? And this was also a little bit hard for me. Eh? And it, it, was, it was hard, really, to, to see, okay, when we are sitting together and we're having a meeting and we're supposed to speak in, in German. But we had to get used and... Uh, I think nowadays we still have to learn a lot of uh, vocabulary. Life is like this, or everyone speaks in a different way, also your neighbor from your home, your house. It's, it's natural, of course. Somebody told me once that um, the topic about the accents is not only because of Carinthia. No, you can find in, in Carinthia a lot of different accents as well. It depends on the valley where you are coming from. <laughs> And I think it's true, it's just like this. You just have to imagine, okay, The population living in this valley didn't really have to move to the other valley. What for? They had everything there. They had water, they had enough, enough food, so each uh, travel to the next valley was too far away and, and nobody needed to do something like this. So they kept their own... You don't know what's expected of you. <laughs> yes, right. So no reasons to go no there. Yeah, that's something we have in common because we came here from Germany as well. After living in Germany for four years, we transitioned our family of three to Corinthia. I think in my head, I thought it would be easier to transition and to integrate, but it definitely was more of a culture shock than I anticipated. Did you both sense that as well? Not in a negative way, just different. Mm -hmm. It was different than I expected. I thought it would be just going over the border. So I think me personally, I think we were so excited to moving here that we enjoyed uh, everything. Of course, we were busy with uh, the school, with integration at the schools and with our jobs as well. Uh, I had to find a job, of course, um, and it took a bit of time, but I, I was very excited. But it's, I think it's because I, I love the language And, and I, I enjoy and I love seeing, uh, seeing how our children just learn the language in such a natural way. I love this because I had to learn my, my languages, uh, as a, not as an adult, but uh, yeah, as being older and not growing up in the country. I think this is an unbelievable experience. So I, I, yes, I think it was a very, a very good decision. And we, we still feel, and we say this to each other, that we just arrived. Because every year we discover a new place or new people, right? And we, we feel happy. This is totally right. I think Carinthia uh, offers the possibility to, to discover many new places, many nice places every weekend if you want. And so, so variety. Uh, and, and for families, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. And it makes everything very easy, I think. We had the feeling we, we were on holidays. Yeah? Because every Friday we had the chance to to go 
just for a short trip for one day or two days or just hin uh, zurück and and to visit that new place and this was really really great for the integration i think at least for this geographical integration to know where you are to know the landscape you have around you have around you and um many things to discover. I think we, were, we, we got a kind of shock in other things, daily things, just like, for example, the closing hours at the supermarket and the shops, because, and we still cannot get used to that. I don't know, even in Venezuela, I cannot remember, but in Spain, you, you can go and buy something until 10. Uh, yes. Well, but this is, this is extreme, like this in Spain. Spain, you really can go spontaneous on Saturday at uh, 8 o'clock at uh, evening to, to, to the mm. supermarket and buy something. This is not possible in Venezuela, I think. But this is something that we had to get used to. Forget about going to the supermarket on Sunday or, mm. or Saturday evening. No, forget about it. Everybody has to rest. Everybody needs to go home, so they have to close. <laughs> and this is something you have to accept, you have to understand. But coming from Spain, this is not very uh, easy to, to accept at the, very, at the beginning. It is also not easy to, to um, stop doing siesta. <laughs> when you live in Spain, you make the siesta because it's normal. It's like this. You have one and a half hour or even two hours to, to have lunch, even when you are working. So you stop at once and you can have a lunch together with friends or with your colleagues and then you can drink something, then a coffee, and then you can say, okay, it's already three, I go to the office again. Yeah, or, or if you're not at, at the, if you're not working, but if you're at home Saturday or Sunday, you can make a siesta two or three hours. You can even sleep a, a little no, no, bit no, if you least, want. No, 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 no. A good siesta is, should take not longer than twenty or thirty minutes. It's not this healthy. Is, well, but this way, is otherwise. a siesta when you when you lay down. But a siesta mm. when you make a yeah, you break. You fall asleep. This is your kind of siesta. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It's different. Yeah, but it's not yeah, that no. healthy. When we came here, we realized, okay, look, if we make a sister now, when you get up, it's already four, and if it's winter, it's already finster. Mm -hmm. Also, as it's vorbei. So we had to quit and say, okay, forget about sister. <laughs> Let's start the day a little bit earlier. <laughs> this was a shock, I think. That kind of leads me to a question. Your experience here, part of it is a bit of an experiment in raising your kids in a different country, a different culture than your own. You know, how do you feel that's going? The only thing they miss and we miss is the family, the only thing. Because we can cook here, of course, everything, not everything. <laughs> Some things are missing as well for us, but the family you cannot substitute. So this is the only thing. Unsere Kinder jetzt zum Beispiel und Atlas, die waren jetzt schon seit eineinhalb Jahren nicht mehr in Spanien. Ich habe die Entscheidung getroffen, letzten Oktober äh, zu verreisen, weil mein Vater wurde dann äh, 90 und ich, ich wollte das nicht verpassen. Und dann bin ich mit, mein, mit unserer Tochter, sind wir verreist einfach. Ja? Also das, das waren auch schon über ein Jahr, wo wir die Familie nicht gesehen hatten. Und das war uns zu lange. Und jetzt auch. Also ich, ich kann es immer noch nicht glauben, dass wir das jetzt mitmachen und erleben, dass wir so lange von der Familie wegbleiben, ja, das brauchen wir. Also man macht Urlaub im Jahr und wenn du nicht in deinem ähm, Land bist, dann machst du zwei Arten von Urlaub, ja, dann besuchst du die Familie und dann machst du auch Urlaub woanders hin, ja, und das äh, bleibt weg, absolut, ja. Das ist das Einzige, was, man, was wir vermissen oder ich vermisse. 
Nur Atlas? Ja, also definitiv. Also die Familie, äh, andere, mhm. andere Sachen. Viele Leute sagen, oh, okay, weil ich vermisse auch manche Produkte oder Sozialleben mit Freunden oder, äh, oder das Wetter. Da sage ich wirklich gar nichts. Ich denke, ja, Freunde kann man überall nochmal finden. Die richtigen Freunde oder die Freunde, die wirklich als Freunde bleiben, egal ob die weit entfernt sind, dann äh, trifft man sich wieder und äh, äh, ja, die sind immer noch Freunde. Ja? Gastronomisch ist, ist auch wieder immer eine Rede, ist immer, wird immer gesagt, okay, aber in Spanien wird so gut gegessen, in Spanien, in Venezuela bestimmt auch. Yes. Ähm, Gibt es irgendetwas, wo du sagst, schickt mir die Familie regelmäßig, weil man es in, in, in Kärnten schwer bekommt? Natürlich, natürlich. Ja, ja, es ja. gibt was? etwas, was so wichtig für uns ist, dass ich sogar letztes Mal, als ich in Spanien war, kurz vor Weihnachten, habe ich selbst uns das gekauft und selbst geschickt per Post von Spanien aus. Zu dir und dann selbst. Zu mir selbst, zu meiner Adresse. Okay. Und das sind, das sind äh, Mantecados, das ist etwas Süßes, was man äh, zu Weihnachten isst. Das ist sicher arabische Erde und, und das schmeckt uns sehr gut, das kann man aber außerhalb Spaniens nicht finden. In Venezuela gibt es so etwas Ähnliches, eine, ja? eine aber es ist sehr, sehr... Typisch, äh, ja, spanisches. Bei mir handelt es sich, jetzt denke ich an eine Köstlichkeit aus Venezuela, das heißt, das sind die Ayacas. Ja? Und äh, das ist ein spezielles Gericht, auch für Weihnachten. Ja? Das wird auf Bananenblätter gekocht, gedampft. Die Bananenblätter hier zu, hier zu finden, ist natürlich keine leichte Sache. Ja? Aber Gott sei Dank gibt es auch thai Shops. Und die Thailänder haben auch Bananenblätter und, die, und mittlerweile die Kinder mögen das auch. Ich meine, weil die sind nicht in Venezuela aufgewachsen. Es ist schwer, so ein, so, so ein Gericht hier zu vorbereiten. Ne? Aber wir kriegen es hin. Gibt es umgekehrt irgendetwas, wo ihr sagt, wenn ihr von Kärnten nach Hause fahrt, das nehmen wir mit? Also ich persönlich zum Beispiel ähm, habe ich ähm, versucht, dass, äh, dass meine Familie äh, auch... Äh, Schinken, also geräucherten Schinken mhm. probieren, weil das, das gibt es in Spanien nicht, das ist alles luftgetrocknet und gesalzen und, und mir, uns schmeckt das sehr gut, ne, ja, das ist was Besonderes. Mhm. Gibt es irgendeine Kärntner Spezialität, wo ihr sagt, verstehe ich nicht, geht nicht? Nein, also wir essen alles, weil wir auch in Spanien vieles essen, was man mhm. hier nicht isst. <lacht> Alles möglich jetzt. Wollen wir jetzt nicht erzählen, was, was alles, was wir da essen. Für uns, um 12 Uhr an einem Sonntag zu essen, ist es unmöglich. Um die Uhrzeit sitzen wir noch am Tisch beim Frühstück. Beim Brunch, beim Brunch. Good Brunch. Wir können das so benennen, ja, genau. das passt auch. Ja. Aber das wäre Zeit für uns für ein Aperitivo, so wie die Italiener. Tapas. Genau. Tapas, um 12 Uhr isst man Tapas oder um 1 und dann später kann man noch essen. Und dann nochmal essen. Noch mal. Ja, und das schaffen wir leider nicht. Also, wenn wir zum Beispiel zu Hause äh, Freunde von unseren Kindern haben, dann müssen wir uns äh, dran denken, dass die wahrscheinlich doch Hunger kriegen. Ja? Dann müssen wir uns beeilen. Ja? Uns bemühen. Uns bemühen, ja, um circa um 12 Uhr das Essen fertig zu haben. Aber sonst, äh, nein, im normalen Fall ist es nicht so. Also, wir. Wir frühstücken sehr gerne sehr spät, am Samstag und Sonntag. Und dann äh, Mittagsessen wirklich spät, 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 spät. Aber wir können auch manchmal Abendessen erst am, ab 21, äh, 21 Uhr oder so nehmen. Das geht auch.
das Wetter ist natürlich ein Thema, ja. Also in Barcelona, Sommer ist sehr lang, Winter ist sehr, sehr kurz. In Osten kann man schon, im April oder März kann man schon sogar, manchmal kann man auch baden gehen, zum Beispiel am Strand, ja. Ja, das vermisst man hier schon ein bisschen, ja. Aber dafür haben wir einen super Winter, immer mit viel Schnee. Und das genießen wir auch sehr. Also, ja, jedes Jahr äh, genießen wir es total. Und jedes Jahr wird immer gesagt, oh, es schneit immer wieder weniger, immer wieder weniger. Vor 20 Jahren war es besser, äh, wurden die Seen immer angefroren, also zugefroren. Ich habe den Eindruck, dass äh, jedes Jahr passiert das Gleiche. Jedes Jahr äh, frieren alle kleinen Seen, mhm. zumindest die kleinen Seen. Und, ähm, und jedes Jahr haben wir viel Schnee und das genießen wir auch sehr. Aber wir können nicht Skifahren, Adlis. James, kannst du nee. Skifahren? So you tried already and you're learning yeah, and improving. Black Hill by accident this oh. year. Oh. My kids told me, yeah, yeah, you go down that way. And because they're, they've been growing up since three skiing mm -hmm. from the kindergartens here and then they... Uh, They, 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 they're always way ahead of me and they're like, yeah, dad, just turn to the right down there. And then I ended up going down a black one, but I made it. So do you have any kind of surprise experiences like that? Those kind of funny cultural moments where you were expecting one thing and, and something else happened? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, a, a, oh, please, sorry. No, no, I was just... Uh, but don't tell my funny experiences, please. I cannot, I cannot read your mind. <laughs> Because we were exchanging before. <laughs> yeah, we had a chance to, to exchange a few, a little bit of a few our minutes. thoughts. <laughs> well, may I? <laughs> yes, but be sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to mention about the, that we were considered Italian in many places. When we were walking around in the city, probably because the Aussehen. Uh, or whatever, many people used to say, oh, they speak in Italian. Yeah? And, uh, and they want to practice with us. And they want <laughs> This to is practice. funny. <laughs> and and then we're polite mm -hmm. and we answer. Because, no, and they yeah. were lucky because we could answer very probably most of the times. <laughs> just a short, short words, a small, uh, small conversation. Um, so, but there you see that uh, Carinthian people are not really used to have people from from Spain or from Latin America here. It's, it's not, there are not really many of them. Instead of this, they have a lot of Italians, of course. They are at the border. They, many Italians are working and living here. So we are almost uh, like an Ausnahme, an exception. I really don't, don't know many uh, people, Spanish people here or, or Venezuelan persons, a couple of them probably, and that's it. And, and I have another funny experience. <laughs> Although it was a shock on, on the day it happened, but I was um, just, uh, it was Sunday on a sunny day in summer, it was 1 p.m. And uh, I, I was sweeping with the broom, the balcony. And then at the end, when I finished, I just wanted to, uh, to make it a bit, uh, to get the dirty <laughs> away of the broom. And I just was, I was kicking again the, the railing. Mm -hmm. and, and then I heard uh, a voice. Yeah, this, the person wasn't happy at all and said, Ruhe! <laughs> so I should stop it. And for me, it was so natural that I was doing this action, this activity, because my mom used to do this in Spain as well. <laughs> and we have the balcony, but uh, we have downstairs, of, of course, it's our garden, so we are not uh, 
uh, doing anything dirty of the uh, of the neighbors and i was so shocked and i thought oh, of course it's sunday and the time it's we should be and then keep the ruhe oh, so yeah it can be es war peinlich, es war peinlich, but it was so funny. It was so funny. I I I always remember that. Huh? Can be also very stress stressy. Um, we're sometimes we're playing ping pong uh, outside uh, oh. in the garden, and then the kids are looking at the at the watch at and the, at the time. They say, "Okay, we still have five minutes, five minutes before twelve to stop to play because we already know that we have to stop." Um, and we are loud. And the neighbors are quite nice people as well, but uh, but of course we, we we just have to respect it. And from 12 to to two to two o'clock in the afternoon, you better stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they will shout. They will shout again. <laughs> this was so funny. <laughs> so, is there any story? That, you, that we haven't asked a question about that you really say, okay, I, I prepared for this, I should share this story. I, I have something. Uh, I, it's, something. it's about her, hopefully, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> about, should I pick up one? <laughs> about her? <laughs> Let me think. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it for the outtakes. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to, to mention that um, I remember when we came to Carinthia, um, and we moved to Carinthia, we didn't bring uh, many things with us. We said, okay, what will be very, very important for us and for the kids? And the kids had the possibility also to say, okay, I, I cannot live without this. And of course they said, the toys. <laughs> and we have three kids, and the ki and three kids uh, have a lot of toys. <laughs> and we said, okay, mm, so we have to consider about this. And I said, okay, I cannot leave my bikes, my bicycles here, there in Spain. I have to bring my bikes. And so we started and at the end we, 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 we collected enough things to fill up full truck, okay? And, so, and we had to wait for this truck to come. Huh? And I remember the day when the truck came to our street and we were sitting down, sitting outside at the garden and we saw the big yellow truck coming with, with our things. Austria, España. Aha, uh -huh, the name was written on there, was written Austria, Spain. It was really written there. Um, because besides, it was a truck from, from the company when I was, where I was working, uh, and uh, they used to make this, this, this trip, Spain to Austria, very frequently. So we took it, took, uh, we had the chance to, to deliver the things uh, with them, and, um, and it was a really a nice moment when the truck came and, uh, and we, we jumped on our things, on the bicycles and the toys and all the things that we were expecting to come. And it took probably three weeks until it definitely delivered the things. It was yeah. a very nice moment. Just to find it, to, 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 to meet again the things that you were really missing at the beginning. Yeah? And I also had uh, thought about something uh, that was very, very nice. And it was how we planned the trip to Austria. Because we wanted to take uh, our car with us. But um, we wanted to also to, to present it to, to the children as uh, moving to the, another country. We wanted to use the, the trip and, and maybe to um, present it as a holiday. So we decided to uh, travel uh, by ship from uh, Barcelona to Genova. Uh, and it took us 17 hours and it was like holidays. 
on the train it was on like the a, way to a Austria. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. I think it was from one p.m. one in the afternoon until early in the morning, and it, it was so nice, and we could sleep in the in the ship and so on. It was very nice. So I love this. And then we had still seven hours car, but we were doing holidays on the way to the new uh, home. <laughs> yes, this was a nice experience, I think. And it was summer. And it was summer, it was... <laughs> so was there anything left, any final material? Safety. Safety in general is here. Wow. For us is this very... Wir schätzen das. So that children go to school at the age of six alone. This, I, I couldn't believe it, because in, in Spain you, you cannot do this. And we had our youngest son and he started going alone to school. Okay. <laughs> we had to, <laughs> to be keep quiet and calm and we, we, we love this. So we, we know that here life is safer than in most of the countries in the world. Well, thank you both. Muchas gracias. De nada, un placer. Un placer. Muchas gracias a vosotros. Falls ihr Anmerkungen zu dieser Folge oder Fragen an unseren nächsten Gast, der aus England kommen wird, habt, erreicht ihr uns unter currentigration.gmx.at. Bis zum nächsten Mal. Currentigration. Strangers in Paradise. Strangers in Paradise? Mm -hmm.